0: Welcome to a special edition of Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. On today's broadcast, Andrew will be sharing about the importance of having a biblical worldview. And now, here's
1: Andrew. Welcome to our Friday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today is the conclusion of my two-week series where I've been teaching from this new product entitled Biblical Worldview Sexuality. AND THIS IS NOT ONLY ME TEACHING, BUT WE'VE HAD FIVE OTHER MINISTERS. WE'VE HAD ALEX McFARLAND, PASTOR Dwayne SHERIFF, GREG MOORE, AND MIKE AND CARRIE PICKETT uh, HAVE ALL BEEN TEACHING ON THIS. WE'VE COVERED A LOT OF MATERIAL. AND TODAY, WHAT I'M GOING TO TALK ABOUT ON TODAY'S PROGRAM IS TO TALK ABOUT LOVE AND TOLERANCE. YOU HAVE PEOPLE THAT WILL COME AND SAY, BUT YOU'RE SUPPOSED TO TOLERATE ME. YOU'RE SUPPOSED TO SHOW LOVE TO ME. EVEN IF... YOU ARE a TRANSGENDER, HOMOSEXUAL, OR WHATEVER. AND I AGREE WITH THAT. BUT WHAT IS LOVE? IS IT LOVE TO LET A PERSON GO ON IN DECEPTION? I'M GOING TO SHARE SCRIPTURES WITH YOU TODAY THAT SHOW IT'S LOVE TO TELL A PERSON THE TRUTH. THE TRUTH IS WHAT WILL SET THEM FREE. THAT NEEDS TO BE DONE IN LOVE, BUT NONETHELESS, IT'S ONLY THE TRUTH YOU KNOW THAT WILL SET a PERSON FREE. AND WHAT PEOPLE DON'T KNOW IS CAUSING CONFUSION AND IT'S DESTROYING LIVES. SO I'M GOING TO BE TALKING ON HOW SHOULD A CHRISTIAN RESPOND TO ALL OF THE PERVERSION THAT WE SEE ON SEXUALITY IN OUR NATION TODAY. AND I BELIEVE THAT THIS WILL BLESS YOU. SO REMEMBER THAT THIS IS ONLY A PORTION OF WHAT I HAVE TO SHARE ON THIS, SO IF YOU WANT TO GET THE WHOLE THING, BE SURE AND STAY TUNED. REMEMBER, TODAY IS OUR LAST DAY TO PROMOTE THIS ON TELEVISION. SO IF YOU WOULD LIKE THIS uh, PRODUCT ON BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW, ON SEXUALITY, OR THE ORIGINAL ON BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW, FOUNDATIONAL truths, OR THE PACKAGE DEAL, TODAY IS THE LAST DAY. WE'LL BE ADVERTISING THAT. SO STAY TUNED FOR THE END OF THE PROGRAM. So, we're continuing our teaching on biblical sexuality, and of course, we've dealt with a lot of things. We've talked about what marriage is, we've dealt with divorce, remarriage, homosexuality, all of these kind of things. And anytime you start taking a stand on morality, which is another term for just presenting what the Bible has to say about how we're supposed to act. I CAN GUARANTEE YOU PEOPLE ARE GOING TO COME OUT AGAINST US AND THEY'RE GOING TO BEGIN TO START TRYING TO QUOTE SCRIPTURE, MISQUOTE SCRIPTURE, AND SAY THAT YOU'RE INTOLERANT, YOU'RE A HOMOPHOBE, YOU ARE JUDGING, YOU are—it's HATE SPEECH AND THINGS LIKE THIS. AND THEY HAVE SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER GAINED THE HIGH GROUND. THEY HAVE TAKEN SOME OF THE THINGS THAT THE LORD SAID ABOUT TURN THE OTHER CHEEK AND IF SOMEBODY PERSECUTES YOU NOT TO RETALIATE, AND THEY HAVE COWED CHRISTIANS INTO NOT SPEAKING UP ON THESE MORAL ISSUES BECAUSE SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER WE THINK IT'S UNGODLY. MATTER OF FACT, I HAVE A TEACHING OUT ON THIS THAT I STARTED TEACHING ON THIS uh, IN THE 90s AND TAUGHT ON CHRISTIAN PHILOSOPHY. WE RETAUGHT IT AND CALLED IT OBSERVING ALL THINGS. AND I'VE HAD A LOT OF CHRISTIANS, PEOPLE WHO ARE EVEN FRIENDS OF MINE AND PEOPLE WHO AGREE WITH ME ON WHAT I BELIEVE THE BIBLE SAYS AND WHAT TRUE MORALITY IS. AND YET PEOPLE WHO AGREED WITH ME, PEOPLE WHO'VE BEEN PARTNERS WITH ME FOR YEARS QUIT AND GOT MAD AND UPSET BECAUSE THEY THOUGHT THAT I SHOULDN'T SPEAK OUT ON THESE THINGS. IF WE TRULY LOVED PEOPLE, WE WOULD BE SILENT. AND THAT IS NOT WHAT THE WORD OF GOD SAYS. LET ME TAKE SOMETHING THAT JESUS SAID THAT IS OFTEN TWISTED AND MISUSED AND MISAPPLIED. BUT IN MATTHEW CHAPTER 22, BEGINNING WITH VERSE 36, HE SAID, THIS LAWYER CAME UNTO HIM AND SAID, MASTER, WHICH IS THE GREAT COMMANDMENT IN THE LAW? JESUS ANSWERED AND SAID UNTO HIM, THOU SHALT LOVE THE LORD THY GOD WITH ALL THY HEART, WITH ALL THY SOUL, WITH ALL THY MIND. THIS IS THE FIRST AND GREAT COMMANDMENT, AND THE SECOND IS LIKE UNTO IT, THOU SHALT LOVE THY NEIGHBOR AS THYSELF. ON THESE TWO COMMANDMENTS HANG ALL THE LAW AND THE PROPHETS. SO I AGREE WITH THAT 100%. JESUS SAID, LOVING GOD, And loving your neighbor as yourself. Those are the two greatest commandments. Everything else that God ever commanded would somehow or another fit into those two things. If we could truly love God with a pure heart and love our neighbor as ourselves, that would be the fulfilling of the law. That same thing is said in Romans chapter 13 when it says that nearly all things that are commanded in the law, namely all of these things, are comprehended in this one statement love your neighbor as yourself. It was referred to over in James chapter 2. IN OTHER PLACES. SO ANYWAY, I AGREE WITH WHAT JESUS SAID HUNDRED PERCENT. BUT PEOPLE HAVE TAKEN THAT AND FROM THAT, THEY HAVE SAID THAT THIS MEANS THAT YOU'RE JUST SUPPOSED TO LOVE THESE PEOPLE. DON'T SAY ANYTHING. DON'T OFFEND THEM. IF IT HURTS THEIR FEELINGS, IF IT MAKES THEM FEEL UNCOMFORTABLE, YOU KNOW, YOU WILL OFTEN HEAR PEOPLE SAY THINGS LIKE THIS, THAT THEY SAW A CERTAIN FLAG AND THAT MADE THEM FEEL UNCOMFORTABLE. THEY HAD A CROSS AT SOME MEMORIAL AND THAT MAKES THE ATHEIST FEEL UNCOMFORTABLE AND THEY WILL COME AGAINST IT AND IF ANYBODY DOES ANYTHING, IF THEY HAVE A BIBLE STUDY, IF THEY MENTION GOD AND IT MAKES ME FEEL UNCOMFORTABLE, THEN SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER YOU ARE WRONG. YOU ARE OPERATING IN HATE SPEECH. AND THEY WILL TAKE THINGS LIKE YOU'RE SUPPOSED TO LOVE YOUR NEIGHBOR AS YOURSELF. IF YOU TRULY love ME, YOU WOULDN'T OFFEND ME. YOU WOULDN'T HURT ME. YOU WOULDN'T DO ANYTHING THAT COULD POSSIBLY CAUSE ME ANY GRIEF WHATSOEVER. LET ME TURN OVER TO THE OLD TESTAMENT AND SHOW YOU THE ACTUAL VERSE THAT JESUS WAS QUOTING WHEN HE uh, QUOTED uh, THERE IN MATTHEW CHAPTER 22. IN LEVITICUS CHAPTER 19, VERSE 18, THIS IS THE VERSE THAT JESUS WAS QUOTING AND IT SAYS, THOU SHALT NOT AVENGE NOR BEAR ANY GRUDGE AGAINST THE CHILDREN OF THY PEOPLE, BUT THOU SHALT LOVE THY NEIGHBOR AS THYSELF. I AM THE LORD. SO THAT IS THE VERSE THAT JESUS WAS QUOTING. BUT YOU NEED TO TAKE IT IN HIS CONTEXT. IF YOU TAKE A TEXT OUT OF CONTEXT, THEN ALL YOU HAVE LEFT IS A CON. AND I CAN GUARANTEE YOU, IF YOU JUST CHERRY-PICK INFORMATION... AND SAY THAT JESUS SAYS WE'RE SUPPOSED TO LOVE OUR NEIGHBOR AS ourselves, AND YOU INTERPRET THAT TO MEAN THAT YOU DON'T DO ANYTHING THAT COULD POSSIBLY UPSET THEM OR OFFEND THEM IN ANY WAY, THEN YOU HAVE MISSED THE CONTEXT OF THIS VERSE. BECAUSE THE PREVIOUS VERSE, LEVITICUS CHAPTER 19 IN VERSE 17, IT SAYS, THOU SHALT NOT HATE THY BROTHER IN THINE HEART, THOU SHALT IN ANY WISE REBUKE THY NEIGHBOR AND NOT SUFFER SIN UPON HIM. SO IF YOU TAKE THAT VERSE IN ITS CONTEXT AND PUT IT WITH VERSE 17, VERSE 17 SAYS THAT IF YOU DON'T REBUKE YOUR NEIGHBOR AND YOU ALLOW SIN TO COME UPON HIM, THEN YOU HATE HIM IN YOUR HEART. SO IT'S JUST THE OPPOSITE. JESUS WAS SAYING YOU LOVE YOUR NEIGHBOR AS YOURSELF. IF YOU WERE HEADED TOWARDS DESTRUCTION, IF YOU WERE DRIVING DOWN A ROAD AND A BRIDGE WAS OUT, AND IF A PERSON KNEW IT, AND YET THEY WOULDN'T SAY ANYTHING BECAUSE IT MIGHT OFFEND YOU. AFTER ALL, YOU'RE IN A HURRY TO GET THERE. YOU'RE GOING 50 MILES AN HOUR AND YOU DON'T WANT THEM TO STOP YOU. AND SO THEY JUST ALLOWED YOU TO GO and, AND PLUNGE INTO THAT RAVINE AND DIE AND STUFF. IS THAT THE WAY YOU WOULD WANT YOUR NEIGHBOR TO TREAT YOU? IT SAYS, YOU SHALL IN ANY WISE REBUKE THY NEIGHBOR. IT'S LOVE TO TELL A PERSON THE TRUTH. YOU KNOW, GALATIANS CHAPTER 4 VERSE 16 SAYS, AM I BECOME YOUR ENEMY BECAUSE I TELL YOU THE TRUTH? That was the Apostle Paul, and he was rebuking these people because he was the one that communicated the gospel to him. At one time, they loved him so much, they would have plucked out their own eye for him and have given it to him. And he says, But now you have criticized me, you're over here, you're into these things that are completely against everything that I've told you. And he was rebuking the Galatians, and he says, Have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? If you truly love a person, you're going to tell them the truth. YOU KNOW, LET ME ILLUSTRATE THIS. AT ONE TIME, I WAS DRIVING HOME. I LIVE IN COLORADO. I LIVE UP IN THE MOUNTAINS. AND HIGHWAY 24 IS A MOUNTAIN ROAD. IT HAS A LOT OF TURNS IN IT. IT'S A FOUR-LANE DIVIDED ROAD, BUT NONETHELESS, A LOT OF TURNS IN THIS. AND I WAS DRIVING HOME ONE NIGHT. IT WAS A TOTALLY DARK NIGHT. THERE WAS NO MOON STARS. IT WAS CLOUDY. IT WAS FOGGY. AND AS I WAS DRIVING UP THIS ROAD, YOU COULDN'T SEE VERY FAR. BUT A CAR PASSED ME GOING WAY ABOVE THE SPEED LIMIT AND HE JUST ZIPPED AROUND ME AND WENT AROUND THIS CORNER AND WHEN I GOT AROUND THE CORNER, THIS CAR HAD HIT SOMETHING IN THE ROAD AND HE HAD KNOCKED HIM OVER ON THE RIGHT-HAND SIDE. I PULLED OVER ON THE SHOULDER RIGHT NEXT TO HIS CAR. HE WAS IN THE RIGHT LANE AND IN THE LEFT LANE WAS A HORSE THAT HE HAD HIT THIS HORSE RIGHT IN THE REAR END. AND THE HORSE HAD CAVED IN THE WINDSHIELD ON THE DRIVER'S SIDE. HE WAS LAYING THERE WITH BLOOD AND HORSE POOP ALL OVER HIM. AND I WENT UP TO SEE IF I COULD HELP HIM AND HE WAS STILL CONSCIOUS BUT HE WAS IN a BAD SHAPE AND THAT HORSE WAS LAYING IN THE LANE uh, NEXT TO US AND ITS LEGS WERE POINTED DOWN THE HILL TOWARDS ONCOMING TRAFFIC AND AROUND THE CORNER CAME A SUBURBAN GOING PROBABLY 55 OR 60 MILES AN HOUR AND IT HIT THE LEGS OF THAT HORSE THAT WERE OUTSTRETCHED. IT ACTED LIKE A RAMP AND IT JUST WENT RIGHT UP AND IT LAUNCHED THAT SUBURBAN IN THE AIR. I DON'T KNOW HOW HIGH BUT 5 OR 10 FEET HIGH IN THE AIR AND MAYBE 20 FEET OR MORE IN DISTANCE. AND THE WOMAN WHO WAS DRIVING IT WAS ABLE TO REGAIN CONTROL OF HER CAR AND SHE BROUGHT THE CAR TO A STOP. I RAN UP THERE AND HER HEAD, WHEN SHE HIT THAT HORSE, IT HAD MADE HER HEAD GO UP AND HIT THE ROOF OF THE CAR AND THERE WAS A BUBBLE WHERE HER HEAD HAD KNOCKED A LITTLE BUBBLE IN THE TOP OF HER CAR. AND SO SHE WAS HURT AND I WAS TRYING TO HELP HER. AND AS I WAS DEALING WITH THIS, I HEARD OTHER CARS COMING UP THE ROAD. SO YOU KNOW WHAT I DID? I RAN DOWN THE ROAD AROUND THAT CURVE ON A DARK NIGHT WITH THICK FOG AND PEOPLE WERE GOING 55 OR 60 MILES AN HOUR AND I WAS JUMPING OUT IN FRONT OF THEM AND WAVING MY ARMS TRYING TO WARN THEM ABOUT WHAT WAS AROUND THE CORNER. AND I GUARANTEE YOU that BECAUSE OF THE CONDITIONS THEY COULD JUST BARELY SEE ME BEFORE THEY GOT THERE. IT WAS DANGEROUS. I HAD TO JUMP OFF THE ROAD AND ROLL OFF THE ROAD TO AVOID THEM SOME. THEY WOULD SLAM ON THEIR BRAKES PEOPLE WOULD PULL OVER TO THE SIDE OF THE road, cuss ME OUT, AND SAY THINGS, BUT WHEN THEY GOT AROUND THE CORNER AND SAW THE WRECK AND SAW WHAT I WAS DOING, I CAN GUARANTEE YOU SOME OF THOSE SAME PEOPLE THAT CURSED ME AND WAVED AT ME WITH ONE FINGER PROBABLY THANKED GOD THAT I WAS THERE TO WARN THEM ABOUT THIS. AND YOU KNOW, THIS IS AN ILLUSTRATION. IF YOU SAY THAT YOU LOVE A PERSON, HOW COULD YOU NOT WARN THEM OF IMPENDING DANGER? AND I CAN GUARANTEE YOU, I'VE ALREADY DEALT WITH THIS SUBJECT, BUT HOMOSEXUALITY IS AN ABSOLUTE SIN. IT IS DEMONIC INSPIRED WHEN A PERSON GIVES HIMSELF OVER TO HOMOSEXUALITY, TRANSGENDERISM, ALL OF THESE DIFFERENT THINGS THAT WE'VE BEEN DISCUSSING THAT ARE CONTRARY TO THE WORD OF GOD. THEY HAVE SEARED THEIR CONSCIENCE. THEY HAVE OPENED UP themselves. THEY HAVE TAKEN AWAY ALL FILTERS, AND THEY JUST ALLOW THE DEVIL ACCESS TO THEM IN A WAY THAT NOT ONLY DESTROYS THEIR LIFE, BUT IT IS ALSO DESTROYING OUR SOCIETY. AND WHEN YOU SEE THIS HAPPENING AND YOU DON'T TAKE A STAND, YOU CAN WHITEWASH IT AND TRY AND MAKE IT LOOK GOOD ANY WAY YOU WANT TO, BUT THE BOTTOM LINE IS YOU LOVE YOURSELF SO MUCH THAT YOU ARE NOT WILLING TO SUFFER THE POTENTIAL REJECTION AND CRITICISM AND BEING CALLED A HOMOPHOBE OR A HATE SPEECH. YOU AREN'T WILLING TO STAND UP You know, it was Dietrich Bonhoeffer that was killed by Adolf Hitler in 1945, April 1945, and he was a clergyman over there. He had actually come to the United States and escaped Germany, but he went back because he felt it was his duty as a German to stand up and to counter this ungodliness. And he's the one that said that silence in the face of evil is evil itself. Not to speak is to speak. And it's absolutely true. THE CHURCH, THE REASON THINGS ARE GOING THE DIRECTION THAT THEY HAVE GONE AND ARE GOING IN OUR SOCIETY IS BECAUSE THE CHURCH HAS NOT STOOD UP AND SPOKEN THE TRUTH. AND WE HAVE ALLOWED THE UNGODLY TO DICTATE MORALS TODAY. I GUARANTEE YOU, THE WORD OF GOD IS POWERFUL. IT IS MORE POWERFUL THAN MOST CHRISTIANS EVER GIVE IT CREDIT FOR. IT'S CALLED A SWORD OF THE SPIRIT. AND I LEARNED WHEN I WAS IN VIETNAM, I WOULD WITNESS TO PEOPLE and they'd say, Oh, I don't believe the Bible. And at first I let them talk me out of using scripture because I thought, well, they don't believe it. I've got to somehow or another reason with them some other way. But you know, if I had a physical sword in my hand, you wouldn't have to believe that it was a sword for it to work. If it's a sword, I could still stab you with it. I can still cut you with it, whether you believe it or not. It may not benefit you the way that it should, but the word of God is powerful and it's a sword. AND WE NEED TO BE SPEAKING THE TRUTH WHETHER PEOPLE SAY THAT THEY BELIEVE IT OR NOT BECAUSE IT IS THE POWER OF GOD. THE SCRIPTURE SAYS IN MARK CHAPTER 16, THE LORD WORKED WITH THEM CONFIRMING THE WORD WITH SIGNS FOLLOWING. GOD WILL ONLY CONFIRM HIS WORD. GOD IS NOT OUT TO CONFIRM US, TO CONFIRM ALL OF THESE DIFFERENT THINGS, TO MAKE PEOPLE FEEL GOOD ABOUT CHRISTIANITY AS SUCH. HE IS OUT TO BEAR WITNESS WITH HIS WORD. THE HOLY SPIRIT IS THE ONE THAT WROTE THE WORD OF GOD AND WHEN YOU SPEAK THE WORD OF GOD, THE HOLY SPIRIT WILL CONVICT PEOPLE. MATTER OF FACT, I FIRMLY BELIEVE THAT WHEN PEOPLE COME OUT AGAINST YOU AND CRITICIZE YOU BECAUSE YOU HAVE STOOD FOR WHAT THE WORD OF GOD HAS TO SAY, IT'S LIKE WHEN YOU THROW A ROCK INTO A PACK OF DOGS. THE ONE THAT YELPS THE LOUDEST IS THE ONE THAT GOD HIT. PEOPLE PERSECUTE YOU AND THEY COME OUT AGAINST YOU FOR THE WORD'S SAKE IS WHAT IT SAYS IN MARK CHAPTER 4. WHEN THE WORD is sown. IMMEDIATELY AFFLICTIONS AND PERSECUTION COME FOR THE WORD'S SAKE. IT'S PEOPLE TRYING TO DISCREDIT YOU BECAUSE THEY ARE UNDER CONVICTION. I CAN STAND TO BE PERSECUTED, BUT I CAN'T STAND TO BE IGNORED. IF I'M BEING IGNORED, IT'S BECAUSE I AM NOT SPEAKING THE TRUE WORD OF GOD. YOU KNOW, I HEARD A STORY ABOUT A LITTLE BOY THAT THE MOTHER WANTED HIM TO GO TO uh, SOME KIND OF A SUMMER CAMP. And it wasn't a Christian summer camp, and she had raised him to be a believer. He was a Christian, and anyway, she was concerned about whether he would be made fun of for being a Christian, whether he would, you know, be under pressure or whether he'd be bullied and things like this. So she prayed for him the whole time he was gone to camp. And when she went and picked him up from camp, she asked how it was, and man, he was talking about the horseback riding and the games that they played and the canoe and the swimming, and he talked about all of these things. He was just excited about the whole thing. SO FINALLY, SHE ASKED HIM, SHE SAYS, SO DID ANYBODY GIVE YOU PROBLEMS BECAUSE YOU WERE A CHRISTIAN? AND HE SAID, OH, NO, MOM, NOBODY EVER FOUND OUT. AND YOU KNOW WHAT? HE, I GUESS, THOUGHT THAT THAT WAS A GOOD THING, BUT THAT'S A TERRIBLE THING. I CAN STAND TO BE PERSECUTED, BUT I CAN'T STAND TO BE IGNORED. IF NOBODY KNOWS I'M A CHRISTIAN, IF NOBODY KNOWS WHAT I STAND FOR, THEN THAT'S A BLIGHT AGAINST ME. WE SHOULDN'T BE... uh, A PERSON THAT USES THE WORD OF GOD LIKE A CLUB TO ATTACK PEOPLE. WE SHOULD OPERATE IN LOVE, BUT WE HAVE TO SPEAK THE TRUTH IN LOVE. IT SAYS OVER HERE IN EPHESIANS CHAPTER 4, AND IF I HAD TIME, I COULD GIVE YOU THE CONTEXT OF THIS, BUT IN EPHESIANS CHAPTER 4, VERSE 12, IT'S TALKING ABOUT HOW THAT GOD GAVE TO THE CHURCH FIRST APOSTLES, SECONDARILY PROPHETS, THIRDLY TEACHERS, THEN PASTORS AND TEACHERS FOR THE PERFECTING OF THE SAINTS, FOR THE WORK OF THE MINISTRY, FOR THE EDIFYING, of the body of Christ. And then he goes on to say in verse 14 that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of man and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things which is the head, even Christ. This says that you have to speak the truth. IN LOVE. IT'S NOT JUST THE TRUTH. IT'S NOT JUST TAKING SOMETHING AND SAYING, THIS IS WRONG. HERE'S WHAT THE BIBLE SAYS. AND IT'S NOT JUST LOVING EITHER. THERE ARE SOME PEOPLE THINK, WELL, I'M JUST GOING TO LOVE THIS PERSON. I'M NOT GOING TO SAY ANYTHING TO THEM THAT MIGHT OFFEND THEM. I'M JUST GOING TO SHOW THEM LOVE. LOVE DOESN'T SET PEOPLE FREE. JESUS SAID IT'S THE TRUTH THAT SETS PEOPLE FREE. BUT YOU HAVE TO SPEAK THE TRUTH IN LOVE. IT'S A COMBINATION OF THOSE TWO THINGS. IT'S LIKE A RAILROAD TRACK. IT HAS TO HAVE TWO RAILS FOR THAT ENGINE AND THOSE CARS TO RUN UPON. IF ALL YOU DO IS HAVE ONE RAIL, I GUARANTEE YOU, YOU'RE GOING TO HAVE A TRAIN WRECK. IT'S THE SAME THING. IF ALL YOU'RE DOING IS TRYING TO LOVE PEOPLE, BUT YOU WOULD NEVER SAY ANYTHING BECAUSE IT COULD OFFEND THEM SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER, WELL, THEN YOU ARE HEADED FOR A TRAIN WRECK. YOU KNOW WHAT I'M DOING, IN A SENSE, IS JUMPING OUT IN FRONT OF YOU AND I'M WARNING YOU, NOT ONLY YOU, IF YOU ARE ONE OF THOSE THAT HAS A UNBIBLICAL VIEW OF SEXUALITY, BUT IF YOU ARE A CHRISTIAN WHO EVEN KNOWS WHAT THE TRUTH IS, BUT IF YOU AREN'T STANDING UP AND IF YOU AREN'T SPEAKING THE TRUTH IN LOVE, THEN I'M LIKE I WAS ON THAT MOUNTAIN ROAD. I'M JUMPING OUT IN FRONT OF YOU AND I'M GIVING YOU A WARNING AND SAYING THAT THIS IS WRONG, NOT ONLY FOR THE PEOPLE WHO ARE PERSISTING IN THESE SINS, BUT IT'S WRONG FOR YOU NOT TO STAND UP AND NOT TO SPEAK OUT. AND THE ONLY REASON THAT THE UNGODLY HAVE BEEN ABLE TO FOSTER THE THINGS THAT THEY ARE DOING IS BECAUSE THE CHURCH HAS BEEN SILENT. WE HAVE WITHDRAWN WITHIN THE FOUR WALLS OF OUR CHURCH AND WE HAVE OUR CHRISTIAN LIFE AND THEN WE HAVE OUR SECULAR LIFE AND WE TELL PEOPLE, OH, NO, MOM, THEY NEVER EVEN KNEW THAT I WAS A CHRISTIAN. THAT IS NOT A POSITIVE THING. WE NEED TO STAND UP AND WE NEED TO SPEAK AND WE NEED TO SPEAK THE TRUTH IN LOVE. YOU KNOW, I'VE HAD PEOPLE THAT WERE FRIENDS OF MINE. I'VE HAD SOME PEOPLE WHO WERE EMPLOYEES THAT STRUGGLED WITH HOMOSEXUALITY AND I DID NOT REJECT THEM AND I DID NOT FIRE THEM. WE'VE HAD PEOPLE IN OUR SCHOOL WHO WERE HOMOSEXUALS, LESBIANS. WE'VE HAD PEOPLE WHO WERE TRANSGENDER AND WE HAVE WELCOMED THEM WITH OPEN ARMS. WE HAVE LOVED THOSE PEOPLE. I AM NOT AGAINST HOMOSEXUALS. I'M AGAINST HOMOSEXUALITY BECAUSE IT'S A DESTRUCTIVE lifestyle. AND I'M TELLING PEOPLE THE TRUTH BECAUSE IT'S ONLY THE TRUTH THAT SETS THEM FREE. THAT'S A QUOTATION FROM JESUS IN JOHN CHAPTER 8 VERSE 32 AND IT SAYS YOU SHALL KNOW THE TRUTH AND THE TRUTH SHALL MAKE YOU FREE AND IT'S ONLY THE TRUTH YOU KNOW THAT MAKES YOU FREE. WHAT YOU DON'T KNOW IS KILLING YOU AND WHAT OTHER PEOPLE DON'T KNOW IS KILLING THEM. IT SAYS IN MATTHEW CHAPTER 5, I BELIEVE IT'S AROUND VERSE 13, IT SAYS YOU ARE THE SALT OF THE EARTH AND THEN IT GOES ON TO SAY THAT YOU ARE THE LIGHT of the world salt is a preserving influence and the reason that our world is becoming increasingly more corrupt and immoral is because the church has not stood up and spoken out there is a right and a wrong way to do it and certainly everybody has heard examples of somebody you know standing on the street corner and just yelling at people you're of the devil and you're going to hell it may be true that people are going to hell but you don't accost them you don't sit there and just in hate YELL AT THEM, BUT NONETHELESS, YOU NEED TO BE SPEAKING THE TRUTH IN LOVE. AND WE'RE THE ONLY ONES THAT HAVE THE TRUTH. YOU CAN'T EXPECT THE UNGODLY TO COME UP WITH GODLY SOLUTIONS FOR OUR PROBLEMS. AND YOU KNOW, THIS NOT ONLY APPLIES TO SEXUAL THINGS, THAT'S WHAT WE'RE FOCUSING ON IN THIS ISSUE, BUT IT APPLIES TO EVERYTHING. THE BIBLE HAS AN ANSWER FOR EVERY PROBLEM THAT PEOPLE HAVE. OUR ECONOMICS, MAN, THERE ARE SCRIPTURES THAT TALK ABOUT NOT BEING IN DEBT. YOU COULD APPLY THAT ON A NATIONAL SCALE. THERE ARE THINGS THAT TALK ABOUT RELATIONSHIPS WITH OTHER PEOPLE. YOU CAN APPLY THAT TO MARRIAGE. YOU CAN APPLY THAT TO YOUR JOB. AND ON AND ON YOU GO. BUT WE HAVE TO QUIT BEING SILENT. AND WE NEED TO BEGIN TO STAND UP AND SPEAK OUT AND BEGIN TO CHALLENGE PEOPLE IN THESE AREAS. THAT IS NOT INTOLERANT. THAT IS LOVE. IF YOU DON'T TELL A PERSON THE TRUTH, And you say, it's because I love them so much. What it is, you love yourself so much. You don't want to suffer the possible rejection that could go along with it. You know, personally, we had a situation today. I was talking about an employee and there was something that was wrong and they were trying to go around and they were just afraid to tell this person what the problem was. And I said, if it had been me, I'd have just told them. I'd have just told him, I said, here's the problem. You got a bad attitude. And I would have done it in love. And I said, look, I love you and I appreciate you and I recognize the gifts in your life. But if you're going to continue to work here, you're going to have to straighten some things out. And I'll tell people the truth. Some people get offended by that, but I love it because, man, I don't have to guess where I stand with somebody when they're just open and honest with me. You need to be that way. You need to tell people the truth. And for you to hide your true feelings, YOU AREN'T OPERATING IN LOVE, NOT THE LOVE THAT IS DESCRIBED IN LEVITICUS 19, 17, WHERE UNDER ANY WISE, UNDER ANY CIRCUMSTANCES, YOU REBUKE YOUR NEIGHBOR AND DON'T SUFFER SIN UPON HIM. PRAISE THE LORD. I KNOW THAT WHAT I SHARED TODAY IS NOT POLITICALLY CORRECT, BUT THE BIBLE ISN'T POLITICALLY CORRECT. POLITICAL CORRECTNESS IS NOT A GODLY THING. IT'S ACTUALLY THE SPIRIT OF ANTICHRIST IS WHAT THE BIBLE CALLS IT. AND I COUNTERED A LOT OF THINGS TODAY, BUT THAT DOESN'T MEAN IT'S WRONG. I base WHAT I'VE SAID ON THE BIBLE, AND I BELIEVE THAT THAT'S A CORRECT ATTITUDE. AND I HAD A LOT MORE TO SHARE THAN WHAT YOU HEARD. THIS WAS JUST A PORTION OF MY TEACHING ON THIS, AND SO I ENCOURAGE YOU TO GET THIS PRODUCT. REMEMBER THAT TODAY IS OUR LAST DAY TO PROMOTE THIS OVER OUR TELEVISION PROGRAM. YOU COULD STILL GO TO OUR WEBSITE. YOU STILL CALL AND GET IT, BUT IT'S THE LAST DAY THAT WE'LL DO TELEVISION PROGRAMS ON THIS, AND THERE IS TEN HOURS WORTH OF TEACHING IN THIS, PLUS TWO HOURS WORTH OF PANEL DISCUSSION AND QUESTIONS AND ANSWERS ALL ON THE SUBJECT OF SEXUALITY, TRANSGENDERISM, HOMOSEXUALITY, THE REAL PURPOSE OF IT, HOW IT'S BEEN AFFECTED uh, THROUGHOUT HISTORY, HOW IT'S AFFECTED CULTURES. I TELL YOU, THIS IS POWERFUL. IT'LL NOT ONLY HELP YOU, BUT EVEN IF YOU HAVE YOUR HEAD SCREWED ON STRAIGHT CONCERNING THESE ISSUES, THIS WILL GIVE YOU WAYS TO BE ABLE TO COUNTER THE THINGS THAT ARE BEING SAID TODAY AND PRESENTED IN A PROPER LIGHT TO OTHER PEOPLE. SO WE'RE OFFERING THIS. WE'RE ALSO OFFERING A PACKAGE DEAL. LISTEN TO OUR ANNOUNCERS. HE GIVES YOU THIS INFORMATION. AND PLEASE TAKE ADVANTAGE OF THESE MATERIALS TODAY.
0: TODAY, ANDREW'S PLEASED TO OFFER THE NEXT TOPIC IN THE BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW SERIES TITLED, BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW SEXUALITY. IN THIS SERIES, ANDREW'S JOINED BY ALEX MCFARLAND, BILL FEDERER, Dwayne SHERIFF, Greg Moore, and Mike and Carrie Pickett as they outline the importance for every Christian believer to have a biblical worldview with regard to sexuality. Each of the 12 lessons includes a video, audio file, chapter lesson, and printable PDF wrapped in a single box set containing a workbook, audio USB, and personal access code to the online videos. Through the online platform, you'll have access to all of the videos and digital workbooks on your computer or smart device. You can get Biblical Worldview Sexuality today for only $120, or you can receive Biblical Worldview Sexuality as part of the Biblical Worldview package, which includes both installments from Andrew's Biblical Worldview series, Foundational Truths and Sexuality. This package has a catalog value of $240, but you can get them both today for only $197. Go to awmi.net to order these valuable resources today. We want to say a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your gifts make it possible to put free ministry materials into the hands of many people in need. If you're not already a Grace Partner, We ask you to pray about becoming one today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or you can call our helpline 24 hours a day, five days a week, Monday through Friday at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. At the time that I enrolled in classes, I wasn't able to move all the way to Colorado and you know, uproot my life. The flexibility of correspondence school was one of the biggest draws for me to enroll. I could get things done throughout the day and then I could go home and, and do my lessons It's been such a blessing for me, for my family, just to see what God can do in a person's life when they just surrender and say, okay, God, I'll follow you. My name is Macy, and I was a first-year correspondence student. You can complete your first year of Karis Bible College as a correspondence student. Go to karisbiblecollege.org to learn more. Sometimes a gift. Once upon a time, many years ago, in the ancient land of Persia... ...can change your life forever. generation, one family searching for the heart of Christmas.
1: Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I'd like to encourage you to check out our Gospel Truth TV. You've got well-known people on there like Kenneth Copeland, Creflo Dollar, Jesse Duplantis, Keith Moore, and it's a safe place to be. You are going to be blessed. So check it out. It's 24-7 Gospeltruth.tv.